Fraser Anning released a statement the day of this horrible tragedy where thousands upon thousands of people have been affected. And what did he say in his statement? He said that it wasn't the fault of this terrorist that went through and slaughtered these innocent people. No, it was the fault of the innocent Muslim people who were there praying in a completely safe, secure and peaceful environment. And you're saying that this terrorist who comes in and takes their lives, it's not his fault, it's theirs? Fuck you, mate. So, as the population of Australia, how do we react to this? Thankfully, out of this shit situation and this horrible circumstance with Fraser Anning, we met an Australian hero. G'day guys and welcome to Aussie English. My objective here is to teach you guys the English spoken down under. So whether you want to speak like a fair income Aussie, or you just want to understand what the flippin' hell we're on about when we're having a yarn, you've come to the right place. So sit back, grab a cuppa, and enjoy Aussie English. Alrighty guys, what is going on? Hold on, let me have a sip of my coffee before we get started. Because if I don't do that, I know that I'm going to spend the next 20 minutes talking and it's going to be cold by then, as I just made it. <laughs> anyway, guys, welcome to this episode of Aussie English, the number one podcast for anyone and everyone wanting to level up their English. And obviously, especially for those who are learning Australian English or they're learning about Australian culture and Australian history and Australian current affairs, this is the podcast for you guys. Remember, if you want the transcripts and the downloads for the podcast, you can sign up to the premium podcast at aussieenglish.com.au. And if you would like all of the courses that I've created designed to get you to a very advanced level in English, where you can learn expressions, vocabulary, slang, pronunciation, connected speech, much about the culture as well, natural dialogues, everything in there, guys. There's tons in there. And remember, you can try it for a dollar for your first 30 days. Go to aussieenglish.com. .au and join the Aussie English classroom. Anyway, guys, sorry for the spiel at the front. I always have to do that because that's what keeps the lights on, or in this case, they're not on currently, but I'll get to that story in a sec. Um, the video at the start here was from Isaac Butterfield's YouTube channel. And Isaac is a bit of a funny guy. I've been following him for a while. And he is an Australian comedian and YouTuber. Obviously, he puts on broad accents sometimes when he's doing his skits on YouTube. Uh, but I think he has a normal general accent generally when I hear him chatting away. He talks about a lot of current affairs, um, a lot of controversial things in Australia. And for those of you who like swearing, he does swear quite a lot. Okay, so you've been warned. Go check out his YouTube channel. It'll be linked in the transcript, guys. Or just search Isaac Butterfield on YouTube. So, why did I mention the lights at the start there? So, today, I was working away in my office where I currently am, sitting in the dark. And I heard the fan suddenly turn on in the lounge room. So, I went out and I was like, what the hell? I didn't turn the fan on. Why is that suddenly on? I looked at the switch and the switch wasn't turned on. So, I was like, hmm, okay. Um, I could smell burning plastic as well. So, I was a little uh, disconcerted. I was a little worried, like, uh, what does this mean? And when I tried to turn the fan off, it didn't turn off. So, 
obviously, there's been some kind of short circuit. I had to go to the uh, switch, the, the circuit board outside the house and turn that off. But in order to turn that circuit off that controlled the fan, that gave power to the fan, gave electricity to the fan, I also had to turn off the lights in the house. And I was worried that there was a short circuit, it was going to cause a fire or something. I could smell plastic. I was like, oof, this isn't good. So, tonight we're in darkness while I um, wait until tomorrow to get an electrician in. Anyway, big intro there, guys. Welcome to this episode. The expression today is get on someone's nerves. We will get into that shortly. But first, I have a joke for you. I have a nerve joke for you. So, here's the joke. Why couldn't the skeleton hurt itself? Why couldn't the skeleton hurt itself? Because it didn't have the nerves. (laughs) Tumbleweed. It didn't have the nerves, get it? It's a skeleton. It's bones. There's no muscles. There's no blood. There's no veins. There's no arteries. There's no nerves. So, why didn't the skeleton hurt itself? Because it didn't have the nerves. We used to have the nerve to do something in English as an expression to mean to have the courage to do something. If you have the nerve to do something, it is that you have the the courage to do something or maybe the audacity to do something. You know, if someone does something that you think is very audacious and that they may, maybe they shouldn't have done, you might be like, whoa, I can't believe you had the nerve to do that. I can't believe you had the nerve to say that. So, the expression to get on someone's Nerves. If you get on someone's nerves, hmm, I wonder what that means. This was suggested by Karthik in the Aussie English Classroom. Each week, we vote on the users' expressions. They all suggest the expressions that they want to have an episode made about. Karthik won this week, so good job, mate. So, before I tell you what it means, let's go through the different words in this expression, right? So, get. Get has a lot of different meanings in English. But in this case, it is to reach or cause to reach a specified state or condition, right? So, you get to a point. It's it's basically in the sense it's reach something, but we're talking about a state or condition. So, you're getting on someone's nerves. We'll get to it in a sec. Someone. Someone is obviously a person, an unspecified person, someone, a single person. And a nerve, a nerve is literally a whitish fibre or bundle of fibres in the body that transmit impulses of sensation to the brain or spinal cord and impulses from these to the muscles and or organs, right? So, if you, you know, got a knife and cut your finger, the nerves in your finger are going to transmit the pain, that message, to your brain. That's what a nerve is. But in this sense, one's nerves is used to talk about one's feelings of nervousness, okay? To get on someone's nerves, it means to annoy someone, to irritate someone. If you get on someone's nerves, you frustrate someone, you tick them off, you piss them off, you rub them the wrong way. Those are many different ways of saying effectively the same thing to get on someone's nerves. So, I looked up the origin of this expression to get on someone's nerves and it's relatively new and was first used in 1922, so almost 100 years ago, by an Irish novelist called James Joyce. And he used the phrase in his modernist novel Ulysses in chapter 13 as 
they would take their squalling baby home out of that and not get on her nerves. I don't know the context of the phrase, but obviously it means they're taking their crying baby away from someone so that the crying baby doesn't get on that person's nerves, doesn't annoy that person. So, as usual, guys, let's go through some examples of how I would use this expression. It's really important when learning to use expressions or vocab or slang to get examples, 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 right? So, example number one, it's a summer day in Australia. And you're going on a road trip, you've just arrived to your destination, which is in Central Australia. You're going to Uluru, right? So, you didn't realise before you left just how full of flies the place was when you got to Uluru. You know, how annoying those flies would be, how in your face those flies were going to be. So, when you arrive at Uluru, after this long journey, you get out of the car and instantly you get swarmed by a cloud of flies. They, f- they land on your face, they land on your back, on your arms, they get in your ears, your eyes, your mouth. And pretty quickly, <laughs> instantly, the flies got on your nerves. They annoyed the crap out of you. They frustrated you. They irritated you. They got on your nerves. Example number two. You're at the beach with your family, maybe you, your wife, um, or your husband, and you've got two kids. You've got a boy and a girl. So, your kids are playing in the sand and you join them. You're hanging out whilst your wife or your husband goes for a swim. Your kids have got some little buckets and shovels made of plastic and they're digging holes in the sand and making sand castles. So, whilst you're playing, someone else's child comes over and starts throwing sand at you, making a lot of noise, right? Doing a lot of things to try and get your attention and annoy you. If it gets too much... If it gets to the point where you're getting frustrated at this kid or irritated by this kid, maybe the kid's ticking you off. Maybe he's pissing you off. He's getting on your nerves. He's rubbing you the wrong way. The kid has got on your nerves. Example number three. Imagine this time you're preparing for an English exam. So, you have IELTS or PTE or the Cambridge English exam coming up. You've been studying really hard with your nose in the books. And when you do your practice exams, you do really well at the speaking and the listening and the reading sections. However, you do pretty average, meaning you don't do very well, at the writing part of these tests. So, you decide to focus on your writing. But the next test you do, you haven't really improved. So, if the writing aspect of these tests starts getting to you, if it starts irritating you, if it starts rubbing you the wrong way, it's starting to get on your nerves. It's pissing you off. It's making you angry. It's making you annoyed. It's getting on your nerves. So, by now, guys, I hope you understand this expression. We've got a few different synonyms here, a few different expressions for the same thing, getting on someone's nerves. Annoying someone, irritating someone, frustrating someone, ticking someone off, pissing someone off, or rubbing someone the wrong way. And rubbing someone the wrong way, I think that kind of refers to when you pat a cat. You know how you have to kind of pat a cat in the direction from head to tail, and if you rub it the wrong way, if you go from tail to head, the cats quite often get annoyed with that, right? So, that's rubbing someone the wrong way. All right, guys, so as usual, we have a listen and repeat exercise here where I will say the expression as a sort of word pyramid where I will add a word each time. And then after that, we'll conjugate it through a sentence with the different pronouns, okay? So, let's go. To. To get. 
To get on. To get on someone's. To get on someone's nerves. 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 I get on his nerves. You get on his nerves. She gets on his nerves. He gets on his nerves. We get on his nerves. They get on his nerves. It gets on his nerves. Good job, guys. There was a few interesting things going on there. So, when I say get on, get on, you'll notice I'm using the T flap, right? You've got two vowels on either side of the T, E and O, get on. And so, that T, instead of being a get on, get on, in Australian English, you'll quite often hear it as the T flap, get on, get on. And that's where the tongue is just lightly flapping against the roof of the mouth, get on, get on. Okay, so that's an interesting aspect of pronunciation. Remember to join the Aussie English classroom at aussieenglish.com.au if you would like to learn a whole lot more about pronunciation in English and specifically about developing an Australian accent. If you get in there, there are numerous speaking courses as well as an Australian pronunciation course and connected speech course. You'll get a lot out of it. Go check it out. Anyway, guys, I thought today, Aussie fact-wise, now- Obviously, I think all of you guys are going to know about the tragic event that happened in New Zealand, and I thought I couldn't avoid talking about this this week, especially because there's been a lot of it in the news with the Australian um, senator, Fraser Anning, as well as a kid who smashed an egg into Senator Fraser Anning's head. So, I thought I would try and explain to you guys why that happened, as well as mention the tragedy itself. So, on Friday last week, the 15th of March, a heavily armed 28-year-old Australian man dressed in military fatigues entered two mosques in New Zealand and took the lives of 50 Muslims as they attended Friday prayers. This was horrible and I found out about this, I think, that lunchtime when I turned the news on and it was literally happening then and there. So, this horrific crime was all the more heinous as the shooter live-streamed the atrocity onto Facebook via a GoPro that he had put on his helmet. He was apprehended by the New Zealand police while he was on the way to a third mosque, it was believed. And 
Two different cars had been fitted with IEDs, improvised explosive devices, um, to cause even more carnage. But fortunately, uh, the terrorists' plan failed as these failed to detonate. And a total of four people were arrested in association with this event. So, massively tragic, guys. Horrible waste of life, a horrible loss of life. And I just can't imagine what the, the families are going through. But I know that our communities are going to pull through this in New Zealand and Australia. So, what was the motivation for this attack? Well, as far as I can see, based on what I've read and seen online, it seems like the terrorist's own words in his manifesto kind of explain this. He carried out this mass murder in an attempt to sow seeds of hate between the political left and right in the Western world and to hope to ignite a potential war between Muslims and non-Muslims in order to sort of speed up tensions, to speed up this war between uh, the left and the right and Muslims and non-Muslims in um, places like New Zealand, Australia and America. So, he made many references to people like PewDiePie, uh, US President Trump as well, even though obviously those people don't support him. And he did this specifically so the media would chase after these people because he mentioned them and start sowing even more divide amongst people. And unfortunately, that seems to have been working. So, the media has been going absolutely crazy trying to explain what's happened, assign blame to certain groups, certain people, and say, you know, it's your fault that this this tragedy has occurred. And I even saw today that the Turkish president, Tayyip Erdogan, showed this video to the public where this man massacred 50 people in order to rile up anti-Western sentiments, I guess. And he said any Australians or New Zealanders who came to Turkey with anti-Muslim sentiments would be sent back home in coffins like their grandfathers were during the World War One Gallipoli campaign. So, obviously, there was a massive outroar over those comments from um, our Prime Minister. Anyway... Maybe if you've been in Australia and you've been watching the news a lot, Senator Fraser Anning getting egged in the head has been something that you've seen recently. And I thought I would give you the backstory to why that happened. All right. So, Fraser Anning, Senator Fraser Anning, for now, <laughs> belonged to the One Nation political party originally. Um, this is Pauline Hanson's party. They are- they have a reputation for being xenophobic and having a lot of anti-immigration policies, being strong on immigration- um, famously, she has been called a xenophobe on the news and responded with, please explain. And to give you an idea, the website for One Nation asks visitors to, quote, join the battle and be a part of rescuing Australia. Anyway, One Nation elected two senators in Queensland in 2016. This was Pauline Hanson herself, the leader, and Malcolm Roberts, where Anning was a close third. During the parliamentary crisis in 2017, which saw numerous of senators removed from office because they held British citizenship, Roberts had to step down and Anning, being third in line, was declared elected in his place, following a special recount. So, this happened despite Anning only ever getting 19 below-the-line first preference votes under the optional preferential voting system in the government. So, he only ever got 19 votes, and yet, because of Roberts coming out, he got in to power. In his maiden speech to Parliament, 
Anning said that Australia should ban Muslims from entering the country and that we should hold a plebiscite on whether to return to a European-only immigration system. And he also used the term, quote, final solution, a phrase that was famously used by Hitler, the leader of Nazi Germany in the Second World War. So, needless to say, there was a lot of controversy when this all came about. He left one nation, he joined another guy called Bob Catter's party, who then chucked him out as well, and Anning later courted even more controversy and came under fire from politicians and the public alike when he attended a far-right protest in Melbourne where there were neo-Nazis giving the Hitler salute, although he claimed to have no association with them. So, why has he recently been in the news? So, following the terrorist attack in New Zealand on Friday, the Queensland Senator quickly used the attack to get up on his soapbox and released a statement reiterating his extreme anti-Islamic and anti-immigration views, saying that, quote, the real cause of bloodshed on New Zealand streets today is the immigration program which allowed Muslim fanatics to migrate to New Zealand in the first place, end quote. So, while obviously this is an incredibly inflammatory remark because he's effectively blaming Muslims for being there, for then being attacked by this white supremacist terrorist, which is a horrible thing to do. Whilst many agree debate needs to be had on terrorism, white supremacy and Islamic extremism, Anning's comments were at best poorly timed and ignorant and at worst insensitive, hurtful and callous. As a result, he received huge backlash and condemnation across Australia from the public, the media and fellow politicians. And as of today, there is a petition with about 1.2 million signatures pushing for him to be removed from office. So, where does Egg Boy come into this? In the wake of Anning's comments blaming the mosque shootings in New Zealand on Muslims and Muslim immigration, a young 17-year-old boy named Will attended a speaking event where Anning was talking. After the event, Anning was addressing the media and being filmed by numerous cameras. And this is when Will, the young boy, pulled out a phone from one pocket and started filming Anning and then pulled an egg out of the other pocket and squished it into his head. As this happened, Anning turned around stunned and slapped Will in the face twice before Will was then wrestled to the ground by bystanders who waited for the police to come. Will was released by the police without charge shortly after the event and has been hailed a hero who decided to stand up against Anning's comments. And the event has obviously gone viral across the world. Anyway, guys, I hope you got a bit out of this episode. I thought it was important to talk about my heart goes out to the people in New Zealand, especially the Muslim community, obviously, who are dealing with easily the worst massacre in New Zealand or Australian history. I just hope that the communities can come together and this brings us closer and doesn't push us apart. Thanks for joining me, guys. Uh, Go out there and hug someone that you don't know, especially if they're Muslim. And I'll chat to you next week. See ya. G'day, mate. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Aussie English Podcast. If you wish to support the podcast and help me keep bringing you content, you can do so via my Patreon page. Remember, it's my mission here at Aussie English not only to help you understand Australian English, but to speak it like a native. If that's your goal, make sure you enroll in the Aussie English Classroom, guys, where you'll get all the bonus content for today's episode designed to improve your English even faster. Have a ripper of a day and I'll see you in class.